Hey companions, uh, this is Peter. And this is Tom. And this is a pre-recorded episode from our former feed, TV Ape My Brain. So uh, this episode is still there, but we decided to put these on Cobra Kai Companion, so that way you guys get to hear all the stuff that we have done previously. Yes. Basically, it's the same uh, Tom and Peter, same show, just a little bit more directly uh, fed to you. And here it is. Welcome to TV My Brain, the official TV podcast of Core Temp Arts, the Cobra Kai edition. This is episode four, Cobra Kai Never Dies. And I am Peter, a uh, host of Podstalgic as well. And joining me as always is Tom, co-host of a little show called Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Yep. And we are uh, together once again because on Podstalgic, Tom actually uh, joined me for all four Credit Kid movies. So if you guys are interested, go back and check that out. And you want to check the show notes. I think what I'm going to do is um, kind of put the links for uh, those three episodes. Uh, so that way, if anyone's interested. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They're there to check out. So here we are. Uh, another great episode. We are really enjoying this uh, Red Tube. Um, Red Tube. Tube. Red Tube. <laughs> here we go again. Yeah, that, that happens every time. Uh, I don't visit red tube uh, <clears throat> but anyway youtube red <laughs> exclusive series uh so hopefully everyone got a uh, a 30 day free trial unless you subscribe to it i know some people they haven't yet checked it out because of you know the exclusivity on uh, youtube red so in this episode when daniel's car dealership billboard is sprayed with lewd graffiti it consumes daniel and escalates tensions against a rival robbie johnny's delinquent son is Embarrassed about his father and his new dojo, the bullying escalates against Miguel and motivates Johnny in a surprising way. We're just going to go ahead and dive right into it as the story continues here. Uh, Robbie, we see he's at uh, what I guess we're to assume was his job. You know, there's a bit of a reveal here, but a man brings his laptop to get it fixed. And, uh, you know, Robbie, it's kind of nice. I kind of like this. He, he's trying to gain the trust of this, this man and he's like um you know i'll fix your laptop uh wh what's your password the guy you know he seems a little embarrassed by it he's like uh it's password and robbie's like it's okay mine's one two three four very very common i guess you know what i would have liked is if his password was one two three four five then oh get a little reference to space balls <laughs> I, I think Night. for us we would have got it Yes. You know, yes. at least we, I think it'd be reaching, but you know, I was just like one, two, three, four. I, I don't know many apps or programs or anything that allows you for a four digit or four character password. You know what I mean? Most of them are like six or eight, uh, by this point. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but hey, password is eight letters. One, two, three, four. Okay. You know what? But hey, he's 16 years old. Probably doesn't know, right? No. Uh, so let's see, we find out that, uh, Robbie and his friends, Trey and another, another guy, the guy with a mustache, I don't, I don't know if that guy has a name, but, um, you know, they're skateboarding and then Robbie finds a flyer with his dad on it. I kind of like this too. And it, what sucked for me was that it was kind of, the scene was ruined for me because the teaser, it was part of the teaser at the end of the previous episode. 
You know what? I I just blew right through the teasers. I didn't watch any of them. I tried I just went not right to. to the next episode. Yeah, I tried not to. That's the thing, though. Like, um, when I was binging it the very first time, I think I was also kind of like doing things as I was watching, and uh, so like the teasers, if I couldn't skip right away, I would see it, and I think that was actually one of the first things that they showed in the teaser so i saw it immediately so when i watched the episode and that happened it seemed way too fresh go did i just start this episode over you know yeah however the how it happens is different than the teaser because robbie drops the f-bomb he's like it's my fucking dad you know so in the teaser you don't hear that did that seem did that feel kind of out of place I don't know about out of place because uh when the vice principal called the first time you know and he was there uh, Robbie was there, you know, for, for begin caught with Molly. Uh, he he gets on the phone with Johnny and he's like, you know, I hate you or whatever, you know. So we did get a glimpse of like the relationship then. So in this episode, when he's like, my fucking dad, it's like, oh, here we go again. Like this dude was just, I was just talking to him on the phone when I got busted out of school. So I I believe it. Well, no, what I'm saying is most shows on uh, like basic cable, like AMC places like that they'll be allowed one f-bomb per season oh, oh i got you okay so you're saying like they're one f-bomb this is where they put it yeah it just seemed kind of wasted it, it could have been a little bit more dramatically effective if they had put it somewhere else do you think that i mean this this show is filled with a lot of language so i i think they could have used more f-bombs if they wanted Honestly, yes. But if you're going to have just that one per season, I could have, and I don't want to go into spoilers, but I could have thought of other places where it would have been better served. Okay. Yeah. I'd, I'd be interested to hear where you think the placement could be, but you're right. Um, it, it's a, you, you, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Maybe this isn't the, the right time to, to use that mm-hmm. if you had just the one. So, yes. uh, but yeah, he's clearly angry. So we got Johnny. He's uh, walking around with his flyer still and drinking, probably drunk. And we get the little flashes here. And I, I like this, too, because they didn't have to show us the scene. But Johnny is clearly drinking because, like, he brought Miguel home injured. And, you know, Carmen just lashes out at him. So we so we get that. I kind of like that here. And he deserved to get yelled at. He's Absolutely. being a very, very bad sensei. And at this point, Carmen thought that he was part of a debate team. Miguel, that is. Like, I don't yeah. I don't think she knew about karate uh, yet until this point. No, uh, I think this is when he starts to turn the corner, when he realizes that, you know what, this kid's trusting me to do right by him. I need to live up to that trust. Absolutely. And also, like, the first impression of him from Carmen is not good. No. It is no, not, not good. not at all. Yeah. So, um... He sees a guy spray painting, you know, graffitiing on the wall there. And I like this line. He's like, hey, you want to trade cans? You know, because he's holding like a, like a six pack of beer. Of good. Coors again. That's of barely Coors. beer. He loves that Coors. He does. He really does. So we got Daniel uh, in the morning here uh, with Antonio. And he's trying to make things better with Sam by making uh, some special pancakes. And she leaves without saying a word. I don't even think we get to see her. You know, just some no. footsteps in the door shut. Yeah, kind of cool. Now, real, real quick, the name of the pancakes, Banana Rama Chocolate Chip. It comes later, but yes, I know where you're going with that. Is that the uh, another 80s reference? Not only that, uh, Banana Rama did Cruel Summer, which was exactly. the song from the first movie. Yeah. Yes. So I immediately got the reference, and I had to tweet it out. 
guess who liked my uh, my tweet? Who's that? Bananarama. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, I was just like, hey, b- Bananarama reference in Cobra Kai, and they, they liked it. So I thought I thought that was kind of nice. So, yeah. Very cool. Immediately got it. It's, uh, you know, if you guys missed it, I you know, I, I think the actual fans would have picked up on that. I mean, Cruel Summer was a pretty big song, if I'm it not was. mistaken. It yeah. was. Well, uh, God, what was the other one that they did? Eh. I still love it. Uh, yeah. What, what else? Well, Bananarama, they're kind of like... <sighs> they had a cover of Venus. That's what it was. Oh yeah, v- Venus. I like. Mm-hmm. I kind of. I don't. Who who was bigger, Bananarama or the Bengals? Because they were kind of like. Oh, those the Bengals two by far. Yeah. I well, I love Eternal Flame and the, uh, Walk Like an Egyptian. So I feel like maybe they had more hits for sure. But were they ever like the type? Uh, obviously, they both came from the eighties. But was it a thing where it was kind of like Bananarama versus the Bengals or anything like that? Or were they just no. like no? No. Okay. I always wonder because I grew up listening to that music, but uh, I was too young to kind of know, you know, like if there were any type of like beefs or anything like that. So I was always curious because like, I, I love both of their music. No, no. From what I understand, uh, especially with the bangles, most of the drama happened inside the band. Oh, okay. Okay. So Daniel is driving and his wife calls him and she's like, uh, did you see the billboard yet? And Tom, we get your billboard. We see Tom Cole's <laughs> yes. billboard. <laughs> uh. Daniel's not happy about it. Uh, Cole with a C, obviously, or uh, L with an L. And um, yeah, and, and no, Amanda's uh, like, no, 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 no. Uh, our billboard, and we see Daniel's billboard. Somebody spray painted a giant penis next to his mouth. You know what? It sucks, Daniel. But move on. Sucks. I see what you did there. <laughs> uh. But still, well, hold on, be, hold on, though. be the somebody, bigger man. Somebody defaced his billboard, though. I'd be upset. You got to pay to have that fixed. So I, I get it. He can't you leave that what? one alone. I'd he imagine it would still be a business write-off. Oh, okay, huh? He's well. See, I don't know anything about that. So that if if that's something easily fixable and you didn't have to pay out of pocket, okay, maybe. Just you know. just move on. But you know what? You get. We're gonna learn a little bit more about. Tom Cole, and also, you know, he has this beef with Johnny, so he's, I I can see where he's at right now, but uh, I love the conversation that he has with his wife, she's like, look, nobody's gonna see it, he's like, I got a dick in my mouth, and she's like, yeah, you know, you're gonna blow away the competition, (laughs) (laughs) great writing, and I I like the little play here too, you know, and it's kind of cool that, um, you know, growing up watching the Karate Kid movies, like, it's, it's really funny to hear uh, not only Johnny, but Daniel talk like this, you know, like using language and stuff. So I had a dick in my mouth. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like uh, he, I never hear Marty McFly say anything like that. Like he says, son of a bitch and, and shit and stuff like that. But expressions like this, it'd be funny to hear him as a grown man, you know, speaking like that. Yeah, absolutely. So she tries to make him feel better. Uh, but everyone's seen it. You hear Louie outside of the office like, hey, did you guys see the billboard? So Daniel's like, all right, we're going to paint over that. Okay, first of all, that's Louie. Louie's a fucking idiot. Yes. And once again, the <laughs> wife is the smartest character in the entire show. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, pattern established. Yep. I like it. So, Carmen, Miguel's mother, she says, hey, no more karate. But he wants more practice. Uh, he wants more lessons. And... The thing is, he he's right. Because these kids are seeing him as an easy target. He's just going to get get it worse the next time. 
he does need to have some kind of defense for himself now. Yeah, and and she also thinks that uh, Johnny's a, a a loser. Now we didn't get that interaction between them when he brought Miguel. Obviously, we just saw the little flashes in in his memory there. But I do wonder what is it that makes Carmen immediately say he's a loser? Is it because he teaches karate? Is that is that? I think it might be the stink of Coors on his breath. Hey, there you go. Well, hold on. What had he been drinking at the school before that fight, though? See, he didn't drink until later. Hmm. I could see. Maybe not so much. I I I I don't know. I've seen. I've dealt with enough drunks where you can just smell it out of their pores. Actually, you know what? I uh I have forgotten that they kind of live across from me. Well, maybe not across from each other, but the same apartment complex. Yeah. So, so chances are she's seen him. She's seen him. She knows a little bit about him. You know. Uh, okay. So that's probably what it is then. So it's not like maybe their first actual interaction. She's got a whiff of this guy. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Not literally, but figuratively. Yeah. Uh. So. Johnny, uh, he, we we get that little little scene where he's laying on the floor, and this was part of the teaser. And I don't know if it was in your group page or on Twitter, but we were kind of talking about. I think didn't you post like a still image of this? I think uh, it was just like a group chat between you, myself, and Jake, where I said it just kind of epitomized how much of a loser he is. Yeah, because he's passed out drunk on the floor. He's spilled his cheap beer. He's using a flip phone in the, in 2018. <laughs> I'm surprised he even has a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Um. Or, I mean, or not carrying, like, uh, the, the one that's the size of a brick. But, you know, the only thing that would be worse than that would be the uh, those uh, Motorola ones that were more of a two-way radio. Yeah, th- th- that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a huge one. The Zach Morris ones. Yes. Yeah. So I, I like this scene because, again, like you mentioned it, you and I and, and Jake kind of talked about like this image and, and you were mentioning the things that you just mentioned now. And I pointed out like, is he is he huffing paint? I see like a like a spray can, <laughs> a spray paint can like over by his foot. And so obviously in context and having watched this episode, you know that he's the one that spray <laughs> spray painted that penis next to Daniel's mouth on the billboard. Uh, and the other thing about the scene Clearly, he passed out immediately when he got home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, classy guy, Johnny. <laughs> but I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> we got to. I'm not saying everybody should have a friend like that, but everyone almost probably has a friend like that, that, you know, you should probably have go to like, I don't know, AA meetings or something. something. Or at least, at least air them out every once in a while. Yeah. Right. Open the windows, something. <laughs> um, so the lady, uh, Mrs. Jenkins, she calls from the school again, and now we find out that Robbie has uh, uh, missed about a month of school. So I think another one of those things that this intricate writing that um, – because we did see Robbie sitting in front of her the last time he was there, right? So now it's been at least a month since that episode, which mm-hmm. I, I think was the last one. So I, I like that little touch there. Uh, and he's like, oh, don't worry, I'll get him to school. And because I guess Robbie also mentions that they're away at like a father and son trip in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean, this kind of makes me wonder, not that I'm saying it's not partially Johnny's responsibility, but it, where's the mother in all of this? Oh, we will find out where the oh, mother is. Oh, we will. But that was the first thing that I was wondering. So Miguel wants to work out uh, a different schedule because his mom doesn't want him doing karate. And Johnny, he says, there's no more dojo. 
Yeah, I mean, that was his one student, and, you know, he wasn't exactly raking in the money with one student, let alone, you know, the the grounded student. Yeah, and so what's the point of trying to rework the schedule? You know, you're just like my, my one student, and it's not quite working out. And, and not only that, but again, Johnny realizes that he's failing this kid. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, you know, there's trouble at home and stuff, and... You know, maybe he, uh, you know, he had to reflect on what happened, right? He brought Miguel home, injured, battered up, and didn't have a very good uh, impression on the mother. So I, I can see it, you know, why I, I don't want to waste my time with you, kid, because I'm failing you. Exactly. Yeah. So Sam, Samantha, you know, she goes to talk to Aisha, and that that little video snap of her or whatever has gone viral, which... Uh, and. And here, here's the one thing too, like it's going viral about somebody being fat shamed. And, you know, I, I feel the ones that are more like that in the real world are supposed to be funny. Like, I don't think that was funny. That was just straight up mean. So I don't understand how it went viral and why people are sharing that. It's just more mean than it was actually like funny. And exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That was off. Case I haven't uh, expressed this earlier. I really hate Yasmin. Yeah, she and I don't. You know what? If you are the one person that likes that character, please, please tweet at us, and we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> explain it. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, Kyler has uh, no good moments as well, but at least his character changes. You know, like Yasmin, she is a B all the way through. Yeah. Yep. So back at the Larusso's motor. Um, Apparently, a hundred sausages were ordered uh, for lunch by Tom Cole, his com- competing arch nemesis. Uh, the, I think there's stre- uh, special instructions saying that Daniel likes his sausages long and thick. Yes. <laughs> yeah, th- I want to know the backstory of Cole and why is he like this to Daniel? Is it just because they're like the two big heads of uh, luxury cars? I think I could picture Tom Cole being more of the aggressor and yeah. more of the uh, the frat boy type of uh, humor. That, I, I can see that. Yeah. 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 He's very much the Cobra Kai in this series here. He's he's striking first against Daniel. He is. Yes. <laughs> kind of. And Daniel, he doesn't see this is where it's different too. this dynamic be, between him and Cole, because with Johnny, it's very, you know, they, they have some baggage, right? It's very adversarial, and it's just irresponsible adulting. With Cole, it's like he he wants to do right and try to be cordial with Cole and talk to him. It's a little bit different. Yeah. Not, not um, too different, but just a little. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he looks down upon Johnny as a loser, whereas he views Cole as more of an equal. Okay, yeah, I can see that because Cole actually looks down on Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. So Louis and Anoush. Anoush is one of the other uh, employees there at LaRusso's. Um, they're painting the billboards, but starting from both ends. <laughs> Daniel's like, <laughs> why don't you just start in the middle? Uh, so I thought that's kind of funny. Uh, but Anoush, he steps in dog shit. And Louis's like, how does a dog get up here? So it looks like Johnny took care of some business after he was done spray painting. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was a, a pretty funny uh, line there. No, that was that was very good. So Johnny goes to visit Robbie. I'm not sure exactly where they're at, but uh, 
you know, apparently he'd been knocking for like five minutes and they, you know, Robbie and his friends couldn't hear because the boom box was so loud. <laughs> and one of his friends is like, what's a boom box? I feel that is still kind of around. Is I it? mean, the, the slang. Yeah. Um, and they may not be the actual big boom boxes anymore, but I feel a lot more, you know, the, the younger people, they're actually carrying around like their Bluetooth speakers. Huh. I didn't know that that phrase was still in use. That's not... I learned something today. Well, I mean, I I mean, it's not like everyone's go-to when you're talking about your Bluetooth speaker, but I don't think that's entirely gone, that word. Hmm. But hey, maybe I don't know. Now, I thought that the best part about that was wasn't so much the use of the word boombox, but the kid again asked what a boombox was and Johnny immediately fired back cuz it was the kid with the ratty ass mustache. What the right. hell is that thing on your face? Yep. He does. Yeah, I love that. And uh, they kind of go back and forth a little bit, too. Um, but it's in this scene that we find out that uh, Shannon, you know, they haven't revealed her name, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it so we can get used to it. But Shannon is Robbie's mother. Uh, we find out that she's a drunk. And Johnny is, you know, crossing a line here that Robbie does not want him to cross. And he's like, no, you basically he's like, keep, you know, my mother's uh, name out of your mouth. Don't don't talk about her. Basically, you've never been around. You don't have the right to speak on this. You know what? Johnny or uh, uh, Robbie's actually kind of right. He is. Absolutely. He is. I mean, we've as much as we love Johnny, but we you mentioned in the first episode how much of a deadbeat father he is. Yeah. You know, we, we've learned that he hasn't been uh, around basically ever. And I liked what you said in the first episode as well, that that picture that he's got of Robbie is probably the most recent he's got, you know, back uh, eight years ago. Yeah. When he was eight. And if he's not going to take any kind of active interest in the upbringing of his own son, I don't think he has a right to judge the mother. Absolutely. Granted, he's right. But again, sometimes being right doesn't matter. Right. Just keep it to yourself. You know it. You're not going to convince uh, Robbie otherwise. Exactly. Yeah. So Robbie, being mad, he brings up Daniel too. A little bit of a burn here, and he's like, "Oh, like you're, uh, you're. I don't know if you call him friend or whatever, but oh, like Daniel Larusso, a real winner, dad. You know, he just he just hates his dad, and we're getting all of that here. And honestly, I can't blame him for hating his dad. Yeah. No, he's never been around. So, I mean, I can sense that he has always wanted his father around and just was always let down throughout his life. Absolutely. Yep. So, Dimitri, uh, he is not down with the karate. Uh, uh, Eli, he thinks that Miguel standing up to Kyler was uh, was pretty cool. So, I think he has some interest there. Uh, but then Kyler picks on them. This is in the library. Like, I think he tosses his... Dimitri's backpack into the trash or something? Right after, uh, no, it was, uh, I thought it was Eli's, but either way, it was right after he had dumped a, a yogurt in the trash, and so the backpack is, uh, just covered in the... That's right. Yeah. Didn't, didn't he do something to Miguel, too, or am I misremembering that? Uh, he's just intimidating him. I, I think he may have maybe pushed him, but nothing as bad as covering your... Your backpack okay. and yogurt. I I almost felt that somebody got covered in, in that uh, shake or whatever. No, so, no, it was just the backpack. Okay. So uh, Sam, she was in a different aisle and actually witnessed all of this. You know, and one thing I did like about the writing, again, I keep bringing it up, uh, but the, the heavy bad kid, I don't know if he's ever given a name. 
Um, but he corrects Kyler like whom, you know, like uh, they're talking about the English. Like I, I love that. Like yeah, they're supposed to be like dumb jocks, but this kid was paying attention in class. I, I dug it. Yeah, but that's also kind of an asshole move too. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you you don't get that um, typically, you know, no, in something no, like that. No, you don't. So I just thought it was it was cool, you know. The the writers are flipping the script, you know. So you would never get the the main bad kid interrupted. Well, maybe you would, you know, but I don't think it happens often enough. But mm-hmm. usually, if it is okay, so I'm thinking immediately. Uh, uh, Buford, Mad Dog, Tannen, and Back to the Future Three, and but but the Tannens they always misquote like uh, <laughs> yeah. phrases anyway. Yes, you know, and so there's one where he's like, "I'll shoot you down like a duck." He's a dog, Tannens, you know, hunt him down, shoot him like a dog. You know, so it's it's kind of like that, but except for <laughs> this kid, he's it's something that he paid attention to in class, and that's why I liked it even more. It's not just correcting somebody's misuse of uh, an expression. You know, you're actually trying to teach him how to speak correctly with proper grammar. <laughs> so that's what was so cool about that, <laughs> that, that line. So Carmen picks up uh, Miguel. And I kind of like this, and I wish that it was more of a thing. But uh, Carmen calls him Miggy. You know, it, that's his. Uh, that's her little, uh, you know, nickname for him. And and I don't know. It, does it sound like something a a, uh, a female would call Miguel? Or do you think that can be, uh, you know... Universal, like uh, men I'm can call pretty that sure it's universal because, okay. and again, I don't know a lot about sports ball, but yeah. uh, the, there was a player on the Detroit Tigers named Miguel Cabrera, and okay. everybody called him Miggy. Okay, see, so why couldn't that be a thing? I I would have preferred to call him Miggy than, um, because I I don't know, like you introduced that, and I actually thought that was cool. You know, and then, but, but then it doesn't come around. It, I mean, it's Carmen's thing. I get that, but I think that would, would have been nice because it is very personable, right? Like he's making some of these friends, maybe Samantha, you know, like, uh, if something ever happens between these two, she can call him that because she's comfortable with him and likes him. Like, I, I feel like once you become, uh, personable with Miguel, you can start calling him Miggy. Well, I mean, it's for the same reason why I don't like being called Tommy. You know, okay. I, I'm going to, I'm going to adult. You can call me Tom. And I also don't like being called Thomas because that's when I know I'm in trouble. Just, just call me Tom. <laughs> uh, for me, like, I don't hate being called Pete. I've never been used to it. And for most of my life, it's always been Peter. I honestly never been called Pete until uh, almost my mid-20s by a co-worker, you know, older, older white man. And I was just all like, well, because none of my friends have ever called me Pete. And so it was just weird to me, and I uh, ultimately got used to it. And uh, I feel the ones that uh, feel that they are close to me call me Pete, and I'm okay it by then. But if we're kind of like casual acquaintances or whatever, you call me Pete, you know, like hmm. now what it, about it PD? It doesn't sound right. PD? Nah. You see? I don't know if I've ever been called PD. And that would feel I would not want. I wouldn't want to be called PD. Now, PD would take me back to like a, like adolescence. I feel you know, so yeah, I I feel like if you call me PD, then um, that's a little kind of like a knock on my name. I exactly, feel, you know what I mean. So yeah, I would definitely need to be. Hey, somebody tweet at me, call me PD. We'll uh, we'll see how I ever. Now, can your parents react. get away with it though? Well, they they uh, it's a little bit different because since I have like a, a native tongue, they um, they actually call me by my nickname in my language. Okay. 
So it would ever it would never be Peter or any variation of that. It would be in my language. Okay. Yeah. So um, I don't know who could get away with that <laughs> <laughs> because I do. I mean, at this point in my life, I I ha- there are some go to nicknames that that I feel like the majority have uh, have heard other people say. So mm-hmm. and there's very few of them. So it's uh, Peter, Pete, Pete Skeet, or Skeet. You know, so those are really the only names I've ever been called. And um yeah, so that's that's really it, I guess. I'm trying to think what else is there. You know, and then your occasional Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater. And I, I always have to go chuckle and go, ha ha. I've never heard of that one. Yeah. <laughs> one of those. All right. So Carmen picks up Miggy uh from school and she's like, Hey, I got off early. I wanna take you to go watch the new Spider Man. Probably homecoming. Probably not, you know, if this if this is uh you know the same timeline as ours, maybe they're releasing the new Spider Man two uh ahead of schedule. Yeah, about that. Yeah. That could that could be it. So th- this right here, I just get the sense that not only is he a Marvel guy, but Carmen clearly she can see that he's upset because he doesn't want to go see Spider Man, just wants to go home. <laughs> Poor kid. Poor kid. He's more so mad at her, not at the situation. So I'm sure he would go see it uh, without her. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's one of those situations where I'd imagine that the parent is also looking forward to experiencing it with the kid or at least watching the kid experience it. Yeah, that's right. She's not going to get that, uh, at least for not now. So Daniel is in a meeting with some ladies, I guess, from advertisement or something. And uh, they pretty much think that uh, his karate is is a gimmick in his commercials. Yes. uh, And... My wife would be upset if I didn't mention this, but she used to work in advertising. Okay. She flipped her lid because there is no way in hell they would ever show him a competitor's ad. That's what I thought, too. That's what I thought, you know, and I don't know why they thought it was okay to show him, but, you know, maybe just a plot device. Just oh, know, absolutely. So that way Daniel could see it. Yeah, um, because I'm trying to think, like, What's the big secret? You know what I mean? Like, wh- why why do we need this part? And why why couldn't Daniel just have seen the commercial on TV? Agreed. Yeah, but that's okay. And so we see Cole's commercial. <laughs> He's a patriot fighting off the British. And he is offering strong American plants, a cactus, you know, for anybody that uh, drives drives off his lot with a car. That's not exactly the first plant I think of when I hear America. You said not? Yeah. I yeah. I, I, I can imagine I. like uh an oak, like a or a pine or but not a cactus. Do you think cactus cacti are expensive? No. No, not at all. Okay. So maybe that's uh a little something about his character that he's cheap with the plants. Oh absolutely. Yes. <laughs> because bonsai I, I can't imagine you just going to a bonsai shop and buying bonsai trees. Even at wholesale prices, they're going to be more expensive than cacti. <laughs> right. So uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, obviously, it's a knock on Daniel's um, uh, commercials. Yes. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. So Johnny goes to see Shannon at the bar, and she actually happens to be on a date. Uh, he says that he's called her eight times and just started circling around the places that she usually goes to. And I kind of like this part because she's all like, uh, I'm just here for a bartending position. Bartender is like, oh, did you want me to get you a, a application? She's like, shut up, Terry. <laughs> so they're on a first name basis. So clearly, Johnny knows what he was talking about. Yes. Yes. A little too predictable. So, 
Yeah, this is, she's clearly a drunk. Mm-hmm. Clearly, clearly a drunk. And Johnny, he says, look, just let Robbie stay with me. I'll make him go to school. And I love this because she is too right. Both both uh, moms here, they, they know what's best, right? Mm-hmm. Too, uh, it's too late. There are no do-overs. Yeah. You know, Robbie is 16 years old now. He's, I don't want to say fully formed, but he's not going to be anywhere near as impressionable as he was, say, eight years ago when that last photo was taken. Nope. And just to kind of show that, you know, Shannon, though she's a drunk, she had been around. She was around when Robbie had mono. You know, she was around when, when he broke his wrist from skateboarding mm-hmm. and all that. So Johnny's got nothing. That picture, that recent picture of uh, Robbie that he's got, Again, maybe that was just given to him. You know, yeah. he may not have been there. So, uh, so Daniel goes to visit Cole. You know, to express how he is unhappy with uh, seeing the commercial, and Cole's like, "Hey, I'm just doing what you're doing. I'm not really a revolutionary soldier. Like, you're not a karate guy." And you know, there's a, I don't know. Do you think Cole was right? Uh, I think it. That in his point of view, he is right. He probably just didn't know about Daniel LaRusso's background in karate, which also goes to show that nobody cares about his past in karate. I mean, he's clearly the only one who still is interested in it. That's right. Because, I mean, it it is the perception of Tom's. You know, he's just like, you're not really a karate guy because he doesn't know about the dojo at home. He doesn't know about the relationship with Mr. Miyagi. He may not know about the two-time, uh, you know, champion, but who cares? Like Honestly, that's when who, you were, yeah, how, you were a how kid. How would he? Do you know right. who won the football championship in your town twenty-four years ago or thirty-four years ago? Uh, I think his name was Clyde Drexler. Oh well, shit. <laughs> I'm, no, no, no. I'm joking because we don't have a football team. <laughs> <laughs> but and still, Clyde Drexler was a basketball player. Uh, Again, yeah, I no. don't. I don't know about fools sports ball. Right, exactly. And that just answered your question. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, you're absolutely right. And yeah, Cole's a bit of a douche, but, you know, we, we understand why, you know, it's not right, but I, he just kind of adds on, you know, piles it up. You must be a fool from eating all that dick, you know, and everybody at Cole's is laughing. And, you know, Daniel does a little spin kick and kicks the boba tea out of his hand, which is another thing that he's offering to people. Yeah, he's obsessed with that. He he really is. And what what is your thought about the little shade on the commercial? Because Cole clearly thinks that is some sort of like a cultural uh, appropriation. Um, or I, do you don't take it that way? I I could see why he would think it was, but I don't know. He's just too much of a dink to really agree with on anything. Because I think that's why they went with like the whole patriot, you know, fighting off the British because Daniel is here selling or not selling, but giving bonsai trees away with a car. You know, it's like, dude, you're not Japanese. You're you're Italian. What are you doing with these bonsai trees? I I, I felt that's what yeah, the whole patriot was about. I could see about. that. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I feel maybe the writers are maybe not addressing it, but saying like, hey, we understand that. You know, Daniel's this white kid trying to like teach karate. He had this relationship with Miyagi, and here he is trying to like give bonsai trees away with, uh, you know, whatever. So it's kind of like uh, one of those things. I feel. Yeah, I think that's fair. So Sam and Kyler, they're uh, they're talking here. You know, she kind of gives him the cold shoulder because she saw what happened in the library. Doesn't he just kind of dismiss it as he's just goofing off with those guys and it's no big deal? 
Right. Yeah. He says that they're friends. She's kind of dumb enough to go along with it. He also says that uh, I think he got tickets for a movie or something. Right. Is yeah. That... Yeah. And then um, uh, and then she was like, oh, you're going to join me for like the, the teenager dies and they fall in love kind of movie. And he's like, oh, yeah. You know, actually, no. Are they at the movie? They're at the movie. Yeah. They're at the movie because he, he tries to put the moves on her and he's like, Oh yeah, this is so sad, right? <laughs> you know, trying to try to like set the mood that he's also kind of into the movie, but his delivery, his delivery was so good because he, you know, we know that he didn't mean it, you know, and um, yeah, he just continues to put the moves on her, and she puts those defensive moves on him. So we get a little glimpse of like her knowledge of karate there. Yeah, some of it clearly stuck. Yeah, Daniel was trying to show her how to defend herself, so I, I dug that. Absolutely. So Johnny. Uh, he is at a, a diner, you know, by himself, and he sees uh, this this father and his little kid, you know, eating. And it's a really cute moment too. And I think uh, I think Johnny has a little epiphany here. So I like the way this scene was framed because it fooled me, and I think a lot of people kind of got fooled too. Uh, so he goes to see somebody, and then he's like, "Look, give me another chance. You know, this is the one." person who hasn't given up on me and at that moment i was like oh he's not talking about robbie but that's clearly what you know they were trying to do to have us think that maybe he's gonna go help out robbie or did you get that sense i did i absolutely did especially when he was saying that he understands there's no do-overs that's right because he had just talked spoken with shannon about it Mm -hmm. so that's why yeah so i think we all thought that it was shannon and then once he says you know that's the only person that hasn't given up on me immediately i thought Oh, he's talking about Miguel, and then they show us that it's Carmen, and she's not happy. She's <laughs> she's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" But he did say, "Hey, please hear me out. Don't sh- close the door." Um, yeah, and he just—I like this line. He just said, "Look, I promise to not fail him," and so I dug that. And, and the grandmother likes him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it, it just goes to show that in this series, listen to your mom. Yep, they may know what's right. Exactly. One of the things that I, I tell my kids, uh, especially my son, who is the oldest, uh, he's 17, going on 18, graduating this year. I had him at a really young age. And a lot of times when I have to talk to him and I tell him, I, pref- I preface this, you know, the, our conversations, hey, you know, it's cliche to say that, hey, I, I grew up first, you know, I was there too. And I told him I, and I remind him, I was your age when I had you. So it's not that long ago that I was, you know, your age. Yeah. You know, well, you know, versus um, perhaps a father that's ten years older than me. Okay, you're talking about you know three decades there. Mm-hmm. You know, so literally, I was not there too long ago, and I think I think my son understands that. You know, when I try to speak to him. Yeah. So Daniel's setting up breakfast. You know, he doesn't look happy, but look who comes to the table. It's Samantha, yeah, and she's actually wearing a kind of a, a nice dress too for for school. And this is where we get our little Bananarama uh, reference. Yep. Uh, she's starting to also kind of come around to realize that her new friends aren't exactly good friends. Right. Absolutely. And she tells Daniel that uh, Kyler probably won't be coming around anymore. And, you know, he does the whole dad thing like, wait, wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that moment. Yeah. Yeah, sure, dad. So Miguel's back. Johnny says that uh, he's going to teach him defense, and what better defense is more offense? Now, I feel there's a little truth in that, but defense is still defense, and that's what wins you games. Exactly, yes. 
You got to be able to shut down the opponent. Um, but I, I like the idea of it, just more offense. But, you know, you're going to just tire yourself out there with all the extra offense, though, you know. But I never took karate. You know, I don't pretend to play one on a podcast. Is that, is that how <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> okay. All right. And they, uh, the the episode ends with Daniel driving down the strip. Um, billboard looking good now. They got a new one. and But there's flyers on the billboard. And Lewis is heated. You know what? Just just move on. It's done. Not, not Lewis. Yeah. My bad. Louie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's... I, I don't know, though. Do you continue to not do anything when uh you got the, the the penis spray paint and now you got the flyers all over your billboard who cares this i mean if anybody if there's anybody he should be concerned with it's tom cole tom cole can affect his business johnny can't that's true uh clearly this is something he's just not letting go we yeah and, and even it. then tom cole is just being uh, again, just an asshole who needs to get out of the college dorm. Yep, yep. And what I like about this uh, scene with uh, Louis as well is that it's kind of setting something up, you know, that's coming up. And Louis, he's, you know, I, I mentioned he's also uh, upset, actually. And I think he's kind of voicing what Daniel's probably thinking. And he even throws out like, man, he's like ruining our family name, you know. No, come on. Come on. It, it's over. It's done with. It's it. It's in the past. Like everything else in the series, it's in the past. You got to move on. Yeah, and I think Louis kind of an interesting character too because we get so very little of his father, and so I don't know. It, I I don't get the sense that like Louis and his father had like a bad relationship because otherwise, why would Louis be working with Daniel? So what was Louis' upbringing like to be the way he is? You know. Uh, I think they're kind of falling back on cultural stereotypes of it's a Jersey thing. You know, he's Italian, uh, it. he's yep. from New Jersey, he has a short temper, he takes family really, really seriously. So I, I think that's what they got that from. I, I feel like they should make him look more like one of the Jersey Shore people, you know, make him a little bit more tan, you know, he's, Give him he's an clean orange cut complexion and, and uh, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and have him say, oh, yeah, every time we see him. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps up uh, our episode four coverage. Uh, uh, episode five will be coming in the next episode. So, again, uh, another great episode. I really enjoyed this one. Uh, this was definitely more of Johnny's journey into accepting like his responsibility for Miguel. Like I feel this is definitely the, uh, the beginning of it. And I dug it, dug it a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, this was definitely a turning point where he was more uh, mature. Daniel became more immature and uh, Samantha started to see what her friends are really like. So this is a uh, kind of a, a keystone of the entire series. Yep. A very pivotal moment, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right, so uh, I want to thank everybody, as always, for uh, checking out the episode. Uh, but uh, hopefully you guys subscribe uh, to TV at My Brain on you know whatever podcasting uh, app of your choice. We're available everywhere. We have a website, courtemparts.com. But a couple other ways that you can maybe continue the conversation about what we say uh, you know, Twitter. I have a Twitter and Instagram account at Postalgic. Uh, my personal Twitter account is at Rip Citizen. If you want to follow uh, some of my Blazer retweets and just random uh, tweets about anything else where I'm trying to shade somebody probably and hope that <laughs> nobody else sees it. That's what I do there. But also I have a group page where I post all of the contents that I produce called uh, Podstalgic and Friends. Just do a little search on Facebook and I'll let you in. 
What about you, Tom? Uh, as far as myself, you can find me on Twitter at the Drunken Dork. You can find me on Facebook on a little page called Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. If you want to listen to us, uh, you also can have, find us on any of your favorite pod fixers or, or I'm sorry, any of your favorite podcasters. Uh, but uh, the cool way to do it is if you have an Android phone, you got to go to the Google Play Store and hunt up that Couch Party app. It's free. It's amazing. And you get every one of our episodes as well as a whole bunch of other great shows. Yep, and if you join Jake and Tom's uh, group page, just uh, mention Jake and ask him about RedTube. You know, I think uh, <laughs> he is we'll very knowledgeable. A, very, very, because apparently that's where he watches Cobra Kai or, or something. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's gonna do it. We will see you guys on the next episode. All right, we'll see you there. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.